Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of the Business Growth Show. Delighted to be joined by Mano Giragosan today. Mano's the founder over at Giragosan Media. He's also the host of the Perspective Podcast, where he interviews young and successful entrepreneurs, multi-million dollar business owners, and best-selling authors. Mano, a warm welcome to the show. How's it going, mate? Thanks for having me. It's going great. Hope you are doing good too. Good. Yeah, well, good on this end, Manu. And looking forward to getting stuck into today's episode, which I think, I believe, is going to be huge value, not only to me, but everyone tuning in this fine day, as we're going to be talking all about how we can produce content that not we love, our buyers love. So our ideal customers, the people that come to us with these juicy projects that ultimately can grow our business, grow our revenue and um, sustain our companies. So I'd like to, to jump right in um, with, with a, a bit of a co- controversial topic, Manu. Why, why should we be creating content for our buyers rather than just creating content that perhaps we like or that we think is good as a starting point? Yep. So, you know, many people like start producing content to get attention. Like, uh, and when you do that, like, immediately maybe uh, subconsciously like we start focusing on what we like to hear for example about ourselves for example if we enjoy people saying something specific about us we start talking about that topic and those stuff you know and uh, that's where the problem happens most of the time because people are not willing for example uh, to hear your personal stories and uh, those topics if it doesn't provide them with value. So that's why like the key is to, to focus on what the audience is willing to hear from you. You can still tell your stories, you can still talk about different topics that you enjoy, but uh, we need to do it in a way that it provides value to people so they listen to it, they learn something from it. So actually I have been doing this as well. When I started producing content, for example, I was being selfish. I was just, for example, sharing uh, my thoughts about a specific topic just so people know that I think in that way about that topic. And that wasn't working. No one was engaging with that content because they are not interested like in my own thoughts. But when I started to shift my perspective around that, I'm still talking about my thoughts about any specific topics, but I'm doing it in a way that they understand why I think about this in this way or what value it provides to them. So they would be interested to hear me. They would be interested to read my content because now they are learning something from it. They are understanding that it might change their business or something else. So like for me, I don't look to content in the level of just getting likes and comments because I'm not doing it for that, you know, and I even say about myself that I think if uh, my business wasn't online, maybe 
I was I wasn't going to have a social media accounts as well because I don't share anything personal on social media. Maybe only 20% of my posts are personal and I use it mainly for business. And people always get surprised, you know, they ask me like how much time do you spend on social media? And I actually tracked that and my screen time daily was 30 minutes except the time I spend on LinkedIn and other media social media platforms for business. So I don't use it for my personal like uh, needs that's why i think like uh, i i didn't have like i had that problem but i solved it quickly when i shifted my perspective around content just to provide value to the audience instead of sharing what for example i enjoy myself yeah yeah it makes sense and on that note for anyone that's perhaps not yet harnessing the power of content to drive inbound leads inbound opportunities and ultimately revenue why is it important Manu, that we don't gear it around perhaps our own opinions and i like the reference you gave to, to being selfish with with your content why is it important we really harness on how we can be a useful resource to our ideal customers yeah so i think inbound is becoming more important day by day because the outbound methods already got too crowded and you know even the space itself like for example talking about uh, me and you you provide uh, website uh, services uh, for websites i provide services for facebook advertising and other than us like maybe thousands of other people are already doing the same so you need to stand out somehow and all those people are reaching out to people, cold calling them or cold messaging and emailing them. And I'm not yeah. against that. I do that as well sometimes. But I mean, it's not as effective as before because it got too crowded. So that's why I think producing content is important because before having that conversation with someone, they will already understand that you are knowledgeable about something. It builds mm. trust between you and your potential customers. So when you reach out to them, or even they reach out to you, it, there would be some trust between you, each of you. Like, because you, uh, they are not hearing from you the first time, they already saw that you are knowledgeable about certain things. They already, maybe they even saw that from your content, for example, I, sometimes I lose some customers from my content because they notice that the way I think is not, uh, it doesn't fit with the way that they think and they don't reach out to me, you know? So it filters your customers as well. So the right type of people will be attracted to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great point. Um, and I, I love the point you made, raised about standing out, really, because I guess it's a chance to show your expertise in terms of the, the sector that you really know about. Show, share some useful resources, share some useful tips and, and really help people, like you say, to understand that you do know what you're talking about, that you are going to be a useful resource. But at the same time, uh, in, a, in a little bit of sense, to, to let your personality shine through. And like you say, it, it could filter out uh, customers that perhaps may not be the best fit for you, which is a good thing, really, because it's going to save you yeah. time if they book a call. And you perhaps spend thirty minutes an hour or several conversations back and forth, then it's it's going to save you time in the long run. So that's certainly not always a bad thing. So, in terms of the, have you got any? I mean, this could be a whole episode in itself, Manu. So I don't want to spend too much time on this. But in terms of the actual channels we put out our content on, i.e., whether that's going to be Facebook, whether that's LinkedIn, whether that's YouTube, whether that's Instagram or now Clubhouse that's just been out. Should we be trying to use them all or have you got a strategy that you implement to, to really nail down the ones we should focus on um, 
and and make sure we're actually reaching out to to the customers that that could potentially do business with us. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not against like uh, some people prefer to use all the channels and some people prefer to use a specific channel. I'm not against both because there's no right answer to this. Like it depends on you and what you like to do. But for me, I prefer to take the 20, 80 percent rule, which is spend 80 percent of your time on the platforms that are generating the most results for you, which is for me, LinkedIn. And 20% of your time on other platforms so you can grow your channel there and diversify. So if one of the one day, for example, LinkedIn disappears or Clubhouse or anything else disappears, you will have an alternative to it. You are already like you already have an experience in the other channels and grow it. So you can uh, like focus on that, shift your focus. So for me, I like LinkedIn because it has a very high organic reach and the quality of people on LinkedIn is so high. Like the community is really great. And the other platform, which I liked a lot is YouTube because yeah. like it keeps driving traffic to you for years because it's a search engine. So actually the, that's why I like YouTube and I started recently like to focus more on it because like if you put an evergreen piece of content there, you will keep getting traffic to it for years and years and organically without spending anything. Uh, of course, if your content is good enough. So I think if you don't have too much resources, I prefer to use the 80-20% rule to focus on the platforms that working for you. And also one other point is important. So if you don't have a big budget, is that you need to focus on the platforms with high organic reach. For now, for example, it's LinkedIn and TikTok. Those are the two platforms that have the highest organic reach. And if you are willing to spend some money on your content as well, you might also like pay attention to other platforms such as Facebook, which is my favorite, and Google ads and those other platforms as well gotcha no that makes sense i mean ultimately you've just like you've said you've got a got a there's a bit of testing involved i suppose at the start um to actually see what works see what what yields traction what yields engagement um but as as with many of these platforms as i've certainly found out it's it's not often a real quick result is it especially yeah. bearing in mind as we've been touching on you need to to build trust over time with the content you put out and over over period of time, whether that's several weeks, whether that's several months, and eventually that's when the opportunities will arise, which we'll, we'll jump into how we can actually leverage those in a sec. Business Growth Show is sponsored by Vidyard. Tommy was tired of cold calling and emailing his prospects and getting little to no response. He signed up for a free Vidyard account allowing him to send personalized video emails and messages to his leads and contacts and saw results almost immediately. People loved the personalized approach and the fact he took the time to send a custom video explaining his offer and his solution. And as a result, he stood out from his competitors, filled his calendar with quality appointments and smashed his sales targets. Sign up for your free Vidyard account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about Web Choice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. 
Man, interested to know if you've got a framework or a structure or a process that you put into place when it comes to actually creating the content that's going to be of use, of value, of interest, of entertainment to the people you want to be doing business with. Um, And I think this could be especially useful for both myself and I'm sure people tuning in that may think, oh, I'm not really sure if I can share anything in my industry because it's it's so it's so limited to X, Y, Z. Or how can we, if we think we're in a really niche industry that there's not perhaps much use to share, how can we come up with some really spicy content tips and yeah. kind of fill our calendar with ideas each and every day to ultimately bring in the inbound leads? Yeah, so uh, one of the frameworks that I like to use is to divide your content into three parts. So it starts with content that brings awareness to your brand and then with content that uh, builds your credibility in the market and proves your expertise and then the content that converts your audience to uh, customers. So I like to divide my content into three parts and this is so important so you can judge the performance of the content fairly. Like if you, for example, if your uh, objective from some posts are doing sales, you can judge them by the number of likes you are getting because your main goal is getting sales. It's not getting likes. And if your main objective is getting likes, you have to focus on getting likes, not uh, doing the sales because that's why you are producing content. So I divide my content into these three types. Uh, When it comes to content that brings awareness, I focus on reaching as many people as possible to bring more awareness to my brand. So this is where the content needs to be educational and entertaining at the same time. Uh, Back to the point you mentioned, like some industries, like uh, people say that it's a little bit boring and there's nothing to talk about, like accountants, for example. But at the same time, you see like too many people For example, on LinkedIn, I see some people producing, like talking about their personal stories. For example, one of the things I like to do is to start with a uh, struggling moment that you went through. Then you talk about it and then you talk about how your expertise, for example, if you are an accountant, how your expertise in accounting helped you to overcome that challenge. And this will be like inspirational and motivational content as well to attract people to you. Then with the second type of content, which is content that builds your credibility. And it's most of the time how to content where you provide tips, for example, about accounting and how to do this, how to do that, how to pay your taxes. Now, this will help those people that you attracted in the first stage to trust you, to start building a relationship with you. And in the last stage, you will be already producing content about your packages and what you sell. So they start buying from you. That is an awesome framework. So so we're talking about raising awareness where you can perhaps weave in stories of how you've overcome struggles. We're talking about building credibility by sharing perhaps how-tos, whether that's tips or videos. So I guess I guess that can be split, right, Manu? Maybe perhaps some video content, perhaps some text-based content, um, whatever's working well on, on the channels. Of course, LinkedIn tends to, to be text-only with the best reach organically at the moment anyway. Um, and then actually pushing people to, to, to get in touch or to purchase, depending on whatever your, your cause for for generating leads or generating revenue is is there the third point in terms of actually or, or firstly rather is there a kind of balancing act that we need to maintain i.e we do x amount of awareness posts x amount of credibility posts and then we can push to to drive revenue is there a split that we should yeah. bear in mind so uh, i like to use there's the 411 uh, formula which is like for, uh, if you are doing six posts weekly four of them should be like only 
educational uh, pieces of content and one of them should be with a light uh, light let's say promotional piece and the uh, the other one should be like hard selling which which would be like uh, 411 if you are doing six posts weekly i like to use this you know because you won't be like so spammy and promo it's not spammy but you won't be so promotional because let's say you have like 20 30000 followers i mean they would be like they can't buy something new every day from you they would get bored so would be nice I, though wouldn't it <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but <laughs> but it won't happen so yeah that's why i like to use the 411 method i think it's a great balance yeah 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 it's, it's a nice split and is there is there something or a specific strategy that's worked for yourself when it comes to finally um asking for whether that's people to book a call or book a consultation or purchase a book whatever you, you're trying to do is there a, a strategy you've got for doing that or is it simply buy my stuff um you know for me like when it comes to the inbound methods i just produce the content and uh like you know i'm not i'm not i'm not the sales guy i'm not so good at sales and i i, I know that so uh like i i wait like until the leads come to me and ask for my services until i pitch them that and i think that's wrong you know uh, because doing that you won't be able to convert too many people sometimes you have to be a little bit salesy but mm. you know based on my personality i'm not that guy so that's why i always say that once i expand more the first thing that i'm going to do is to hire a sales person because i'm not the sales guy so i think like for me i wait someone to reach out to me until i uh, pitch them my services and if i'm going to get in touch with someone yeah i use the normal outbound methods that i contact someone and ask them for example i do some research about them and see if they really need my services and then i get in touch with them because you know if you just reach out to people randomly you, you will have like mm, high rate of rejections there so that's sure. why i do some researches and see like if they really need and i reach out to them saying that i noticed that you have this and this for example i can help you with that and if, if they really need it like i already get a discovery call with them and uh pitch them my services gotcha gotcha so yeah i mean that's that's a good point and i guess everyone's different really on how they want to approach their content strategy their marketing strategy their sales outreach do you think that's the the way to go that we should just be consistently perhaps following this framework man building awareness building credibility making sure we're putting a lot of those useful resourceful content and pieces that are going to be a value of interest of entertainment to our ideal clients um, and then wait for them to come to us or is there ever a time where we can actually think oh this person's engaging with me a lot or they're commenting on my stuff a lot or they're doing xyz quite a lot i think i should probably pop them a message or is there a, a, a time where the timing's right that we actually need to do a bit more of an outbound approach and yeah. start leveraging the content that we're, we're using yeah i think i think that's correct you know the way you mentioned it is much better than what i do for myself but i do it because it works for me you know but for some yeah. other people it might not work so i really like agree with you so if you see for example someone is continuously uh, engaging with your content and asking questions for example i received too many dms from people just asking for a question i think it would be a good idea to try for example not pitching them but for example when you answer their questions you can just lightly ask them if you would like for example 
uh, more information or you would like to work with me more a little bit, we can, for example, uh, offer you these services, that services that might fit for you. And if they don't want it, I mean, there's no problem. But at least you try it so you convert more people. Because one of the things sometimes I feel like I'm cheating myself is that uh, I noticed that at the end of the month, I answered maybe hundreds of questions and I didn't make any money from it. Uh, I'm again here to provide value and help people. But at the end of the day, that's how I make my living. So I have to get paid for that. Mm. Mm. Um, this is a bit of a, a spanner in the works. So let's perhaps look at LinkedIn and perhaps look at YouTube as those are two of the, the main channels I believe you focus on right now, Manu. Um are there ways in which that we should utilize call to actions in your opinion? Because I've, I've spoken to a lot of people and some like to perhaps put at the end of their content, whether that's a video, like you can message me to, to learn more. Some perhaps put in the end of their LinkedIn post, message me or DM me to learn more, or there's a link to this guide, or there's a link to my courses in the comments. Is there an etiquette you think is the most effective way to do it? Or does it completely depend on your personality and, and what you feel comfortable with? Yeah, I think it depends on your personality for it. But call to actions are definitely so important because like uh, people like to receive guidance. For example, if they are watching your video, they don't know what they have to do next. That's why they scroll and continue scrolling. So that you need to tell them something. So I think the most important thing is to make it relevant to the piece of content. For example, if your content is about Facebook ads, you can't add a call to action, for example, buy my real estate course because it's a totally <laughs> different thing. And I, I saw this before, like people are talking completely about something different and then their call to action is again completely about uh, something different so it needs to be relevant to your content and the other thing is that don't ask too much from for example uh like i see some call to actions that ask uh, for example like this post comment on it and share it then subscribe to my newsletter and buy my course like people get confused do it to... all at the same time buy yeah. like subscribe engage <laughs> I mean, you have to ask about something specific. Yeah. And depending on the stage of your funnel that your audience are uh, is in. For example, we talked about the three stages. If you are producing content just to uh, get more awareness, your call mm. to action needs to be comment. So you increase your reach. Your call to action doesn't need to be buy my course because you are not doing it to do more sales. But if you are doing it for the last stage of your funnel, which is converting your audience, your call to action needs to be like, buy my course and those stuff. Yeah, yeah. And again, Manu, this this is just coming to my head. But again, this could be a, probably a whole other episode. But <laughs> as you mentioned, LinkedIn right now, it's, it's really great. It's, it's how we get a big chunk of our business alongside SEO and alongside paid media and a couple other channels we do to get inbound opportunities for ourselves and our clients. Um, yeah, LinkedIn is, is killing it in terms of organic reach still. And there's still so many so many ways that you can connect with buyers, that you can produce content like we've been talking about and, and get those inbound opportunities and outbound too. Um, but it is rented land, isn't it? So at any given time, LinkedIn can essentially do what they want. Hopefully they don't, because it will certainly piss myself, you, you off, and I'm sure a whole, a whole bunch of everyone tuning in off. Um, but they can. They've got the ability to suddenly kill the organic reach, um, kill the video reach, and completely change the system if they wanted to. Um, are there any ways you recommend that we, without spreading ourselves too thin, and I think you touched on it a little bit now with mentioning things like email newsletter, but are there other systems that have perhaps worked for yourself so we can make sure if, if it does go down, we don't perhaps lose all, all of our following and all of our potential leads for the next year or so? 
Yeah, so I think one of the way, like the the concept behind it, no matter what ways do you use, but the concept behind it is to turn the traffic you get from those channels into traffic you own. So people are doing it in different ways. Some people, for example, uh, build their email lists to take uh, the emails of those people and reach out to them whenever they want. And some other people, for example, take phone numbers, they build their WhatsApp community, for example, or uh, I don't know, they build communities on text platforms and those stuff. And the third way is to build your own platform. I see this a lot again, but you know, I think this is a little bit more advanced for people who have very big audiences is to build your own platform where people will subscribe to your content and consume it there. I think those are the three ways that I like. But for people who don't have very big audiences, the best way I think for them is to build their email list. I just started started doing this recently but i have been doing this for a long time for my clients that i worked with so mm. i think it's one of the best ways to do it because i mean that would be like traffic you own you can contact them whenever you want yeah i, I, I guess it's getting that balance isn't it of having the the resources that you you own but at the same time taking advantage of these re rented platforms whether that's linkedin whether that's another social site yeah. and harnessing them at the same time trying to get get those customers over onto platforms you own so you can make the best of both worlds really yes that's important as well because like without those platforms you wouldn't get the traffic so you need to be there as well and you need to be more active on social media than the other uh, channels but you need to because in the traffic at the same time you need to provide as much value as you can so people see that you worth it for example you deserve that they give you their email or their attention because you know now it's too crowded like uh i mean maybe if you listen to our podcast uh this episode now the same thing that we are discussing maybe hundreds of other peoples are discussing it as well so you need to really like stand out some somehow and provide additional value to people yeah and on that note so we've we've covered a, a framework that people can put into play to start creating content for their buyers. As we said, most markets are, are flooded. For example, we're in web digital marketing, you're in the social and Facebook ads arena. Um, but there's there's a heck of a lot of people doing the same stuff that I do, the same stuff that you do. Are there any other ways, as well as following the framework that you've shared, any perhaps lesser known techniques or techniques you share with your clients or that you'd utilize yourself that can just help us create content that breaks through the noise rather than just saying the same stuff that everyone else has repeated? Or should we should we be doing that? Should we be doing similar stuff and putting our own spin on it? Is there any perhaps more unusual techniques, Manu, that you've, you've, you've struck gold with or you found successful? Uh, you know, currently, uh, like even for my content, the only thing that I'm focusing on is to stand out somehow. You know, that's so important. Like, uh, so if everyone is doing something specific, I'm trying to do something different. And... You know, I was happy last time that I saw some people mentioning uh, me for this. Like, I saw that I noticed on LinkedIn, everyone is talking about, for example, like, uh, you should do SEO, you should do web design, you should do this and that. But very few people are talking about how to do it. So I started producing content, like, only about how to do those stuff, how to get things done. And uh, I think that's one of the ways to stand out now. So... The main concept behind it, again, is to stand out. That's why what we are focusing on, no matter like who we work with or what they are doing. Yep. So breaking through the noise, making sure that you're you're, you're being different, I guess, to, to everyone else out there 
that's perhaps regurgitating stuff yes. or putting your own spin on it and and yeah just letting i guess in some some senses letting your personality shine shine through a little bit well that's pretty much all, all on my end Are there any final parting tips mano that you'd like to share with people on any perhaps final notes on, on how we can just ensure that our strategy that our content is is going to be in tune with with our ideal buyers anything we've perhaps not touched on yet um yeah i think it's it's the same thing like tie your content to a specific objective that you are working towards so you can judge the performance fairly and then based on that like don't overjudge your content just produce content and put it out then it's important to analyze you know uh, so you see what's working and what's not and based on that you can adjust because if you don't put it out you won't know like if it's working uh, or not for example even for me like the posts that I think wouldn't do well when I publish them it does better than the other posts yeah that I like and I think <laughs> I remember I I did that once. I um I put out this digital marketing joke. I think it was something to do like I think I just reworked some jokes that I found ages ago. Like a, a guy walks, an SEO specialist walks into a bar, pub, tavern, place to drink, yeah. watering hole, something like that, and then just went out and then come back to my computer and it had nearly a thousand likes and comments. So I was like, why <laughs> why are people like this? Like this this is just something I t- took a second on. And then other times I'll spend like. 20 minutes crafting this post i think is awesome that shares all these useful tips and then it might have got five likes a couple comments yeah. but ultimately it doesn't matter as we've been covering because if it resonates with with our ideal customers and it's given them something useful or it's helped them to trust us then that's that's what really matters right yeah 100 percent. cool dude look manny really enjoy um really enjoyed the conversation Thanks very much for coming on and sharing your wisdom on all things content. Um, so with that, please do tell us more about how everyone can learn from you, how they can connect with you, and the best way to get in touch. Yep. So I'm mostly active on LinkedIn. You can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you have any questions about content or Facebook ads or social media, you can reach out to me there as well. So I also, if you would like to listen to more resources, I have my podcast, which is called The Perspective Podcast. You can uh subscribe there and listen uh for some interviews with marketing experts and i'm going to interview sam i think next week uh on the podcast yeah and it was a pleasure to be with you cheers dude and we'll put all of those links over at the website businessgrowth.marketing and i want to thank you once again manu cheers for coming on the show thank you too Cheers, dude. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit subscribe for Business Growth Show wherever the heck you get your podcasts. We interview business leaders each and every week to provide actionable tips across marketing, across sales, all with a view to grow your business and revenue. And with that, we should catch you on the next episode.